Hello everyone and welcome to One Teleport Podcast, episode 202. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to tell you not to believe any other episode number I put on the podcast. I don't know what happened, but last week I put the episode number as 121 despite saying in the episode it was episode 201. And the week before that I didn't label it as episode 200, I labeled it as episode 199 even though we had episode 199. Well, we will get it right this week, I promise. I will make that work in my life. I don't know what I will sacrifice if I don't, but for now, I am pretty sure I am focused on getting the episode number right this week. So we'll see We'll see uh, an hour from now when I finish editing everything up and have to make the post if I get that right. Anyways, but in terms of, uh, of game stuff, I have an exciting announcement. Portal Knights is finally completely finished, so we're done with that, shoving that to the side. Uh, as well as Sanctum, no more Sanctum too. Like like those games are a, a Sanctum as well. I, I haven't we haven't played Sanctum two yet. Um, honestly, like I, I do enjoy those games. They're I think they're fine, but for the most part, I think they're more like multiplayer, you know, chat kind of games. Like Portal Knights was kind of like that multiplayer RPG Minecraft, but. There just wasn't a lot to really draw me into the title, I feel like, in, in, in general. It's not a bad game for sure, but it felt like more of just something I would, you know, talk to people while I'm while I'm mindlessly playing a video game rather than, uh, you know, be actively invested in it. Um, Sanctum, I think, could have had, like, more depth to it, but the problem is, is that the... Um, being a tower defense game and, and one that you can like use, uh, you know, guns in, in a first person shooter mode, they didn't do a good job of balancing the weapons and towers in that game. So it, it kind of got down to a point where you focused on like three, three tower types and then like two weapons in your inventory and you just maxed those out immediately. And, and largely you were fine. There were, there were definitely cases where you had to like, you know, make sure you had certain anti-air equipment for certain types of monsters. But overall, you could just kind of blanket apply one type of, of layout to every uh, level in that game and basically be fairly successful. So so that was kind of the frustrating thing to those games. But I think as multiplayer games, you know, they're perfectly fine and perfectly fun. Um, I don't regret playing them, but I also feel like they're games that I'll completely forget that I've played uh, within the next month. So, so yeah, I'm still working on It Takes Two a little bit, and then Final Fantasy, 4, or Final Fantasy 15 Comrades, we're still working on a little bit too. Um, but with the, the group I was playing, uh, Portal Knights and Sanctum, with are taking a break for a while. Um, basically, somebody in the group is, is going on a vacation for like a month because uh, the work mandated them to. So, so they'll be out of town and won't be playing anything um, uh, with us. So, basically the plan is is once they get back we'll be starting up god eater 3 and i'm actually pretty excited to start god eater 3 i've I've been wanting to play like a good long co-op action rpg for a while i feel like um and we 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 mostly played god eater 2 as our last big one of those uh last time we played one of those types of games but it's been a while since we played god eater 2 also god eater 2 is very heavily based off god eater 1 in terms of uh content mechanics all that stuff. It's a very, very much feels like God Eater 1. And God Eater 3, at least aesthetically, looks pretty different. You know, it's definitely a re- revamped engine. They didn't have to worry about being on a PSP anymore. Um, and and it seems like they, they made some nice changes to how some of the loadout stuff works, especially after some of the problems God Eater 2 had with uh, Blood Arts being just kind of um thing that would at times limit your your move set a bit because you would want to use your more powerful moves but then if you like had to assign that more powerful move to a single attack combo so it basically meant you were just going to spam that attack combo nonstop. 
Um, it seems like God of the Three may have addressed that, but we did not actually play anything yet. I just basically booted it up to, to create my character. Although I did in like a, a podcast play like a year or two ago at this point. Um, we, I, I did the, uh, demo for God Eater 3 and kind of shared some of my thoughts, um, in that podcast. If you go on the website, look that up. I'm sure you can find out at least my thoughts at that time. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to the actual game, um, you know, sometime in the next month or so. I'm a little disappointed in terms of character customization. Um, I was kind of expecting them to revamp it a bit and, and there's definitely more outfits and clothing. Even from the beginning, I can see there's a lot more clothing, at least in terms of the, the clothing available at the start. I assume some of that's like DLC clothing too. It's one of those games where you launch it and then there's like 50 windows that pop up on screen where you get like every single update notification from 1.1 all the way up to 2.5. It's just like 50 pop-up windows notifying you of different things they added and you're just like, all right, I just started this this game so I have no idea what any of this is. So so it's one of those kind of things. Um, but anyways, I, I was making the cut, I was doing the character customization and... The, the biggest concern I have is that it's it's sticking to the setup before with with accessories and clothes where you don't get like RGB sliders for the clothes. You basically have to choose between one of four colors and then um, it looks like you're probably going to have to buy all four different color outfits separately still. It's, it, it's one of those things that just... Yeah, it, it, it kind of encourages you to use different color palettes, I feel like, in general. But at the same time, I just want to... Sometimes I just want to match an accessory to my my outfit or something and not have to sit there and worry about, like, oh, this red is off from this other red in my outfit. And does it, like, does it really look good? Does it really match up? And as somebody who has, like, no color coordination when it comes to fashion or anything like that, that can be challenging. Um, that's something I wish I was better at, and I, and I kind of would like to to be better at identifying like what a good combination of colors is um particularly because i i do like games like style savvy and things like that and it would be helpful i feel like um but i don't know if that's something i can learn through video games or to like go and just you know learn through actual real world you know (laughs) color uh experience i guess so so yeah, but I didn't actually play any God of the Year 3, so I just made that character. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Made my made my red hair boy. He's there with his bright red hair, as he usually is. Um, this week, I was going to play some more Happy Dance Collection at the very least, but my week kind of got disrupted. Um, so if, if you remember last week, I was talking about maybe putting up a Mega Pseudo 2096 video, um, which is a PlayStation 1 fighting mech fighting game. And I had a review that I that I did of it, and I edited it together, and I almost pe- posted the review on Wednesday, but I found out at the very last second that that game does not run properly on a PlayStation Two. Uh, it runs very slowly on a PlayStation Two. Which, if you have listened to the podcast where I talked about Mega Pseudo 2096 before, I, you may have heard me mention the fact that I was like, oh, people on YouTube are running that game on emulator and it runs way too fast. No, that's how, how it's supposed to run. I don't know if they're running on emulator or not, but that's how it's supposed to run. If you put it in a PlayStation 1, uh, I have a PlayStation 1 with a region uh, lock modified chip thing or whatever. I, don't, I actually don't know what they put in PS1s. Uh, back in the day, I modded this like back like when PS One was still like an active console. We had like a local game shop that basically um, mm. did did console mods for region locked stuff. I assume it's also for pirating games, but honestly, I have not tried burning anything. I might try with a I think what's that game called like Speed Power Gun Bike or whatever that Inti creates game because 
that game's way too expensive and there's no way to buy that officially at this point so i i might just burn that and then uh, i would like to do a video on integrate stuff at, or, or like a more overall broad integrates video at some point and i would like to include that game potentially depending on you know how i feel about it after i finish it up so maybe i'll explore that option sometime in the future uh burning that but Basically, um, what happened is because I had played that game entirely on a PlayStation 2 and had footage entirely from the PS2 version or PS2 with the PS2 running it, um, I just couldn't put that video review out. It just it just was not accurate to what the actual game was. And when I sat down and played some of the uh, the game on the PlayStation 1, I really think it changes a lot of the pacing of that game. Um, so... For now, I kind of shoved that review to the side. Uh, I did post it in the Discord if you want to look at it, but it's, it's you know again, it's not accurate to what that game is. So so I just kind of put it there only because the video was completely done, and just noted, hey, this is not accurate, and I'm just posting this here because it was completed essentially. I'm not going to post it publicly or anything like that. It's unlisted on YouTube. Anyways, uh, point being though is I did try to go and kind of make up negative into a positive and I decided to kind of do a follow-up video to my PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility video that I made last year. Uh, that video did all right view-wise. I think it had like 2,000 views or something like that. So I figured that maybe I could position it as that and, and maybe be able to, you know, pull in some some people to, to look at that video. Um, there's also some thoughts I had about how that game is uh, uh, incompatible and how I think Mega Pseudo 2096 might be one of the worst case scenarios when it comes to incompatibility, not because it's the worst running game when you put it in a PS2, but because it's just very low key broken without you really <laughs> realizing it. So, so I made that video that's going to go up on, on Saturday this week. So look for that. That's completely edited and done. I just got to make the thumbnail and, 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 uh, title and, and set a premiere for it as well. Um, and then also this weekend, I spent some time on Pick Square. If you don't know what that is, basically it is a almost RPG maker looking, uh, almost like VCAT, if you've seen those, like the virtual comic cats where people go around to tables and stuff, look at books and, and, and VR chat. But in the case of this, instead of VR chat, it is uh, just like a weird RPG maker looking app where you run around as a little character sprite. And you basically can open up websites to different circles pages um, or Dojin group pages, if you want to call it that. Um, you can also, you know, buy stuff through the app and things like that. Um, so there's a, a token doll one called Dolly Dresser that was going on on this weekend. Um, this actually had happened before and I, and I checked into it um, probably about six months ago or maybe I think it was like in October, I feel like. Um, because they had a, a, a in-person event that they usually would do, it seems like every six months or so. Milky Fortissimo was the one I remember looking at. Um, but, but for this Dolly Dresser one, you basically would log into this, uh, this site and you go as your little like RPG character and you go around to the different buildings and each of those buildings have different like booth setups and things like that. And you can go and select, um, you know, and it would take you to the actual booth website if you're familiar with the booth service. Um, or it would also take you to, um, uh, Bayi if Bayi was available. And then also they, they have like their own processing on there. So I bought some, I bought some stuff probably against my better judgment. It's one of those things where like the stuff I wanted to buy was typically the more expensive stuff that was probably going to be hard to ship to so we'll see i don't really want to talk about how much money i spent but but i got me some uh atoka doll socks uh did not really think about the fact that th there were men's socks so i was like oh men's socks did not think about the fact that men have different sized feet when i purchased because i'm a dummy so uh maybe they will fit my feet 
Probably not, <laughs> but I can believe they're just basically black socks with uh, one of uh, Lucy Co's um, emblems on the side of them. So, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't that expensive. The shipping, I'm sure, will be will be expensive once I consolidate everything. I also got an Atoka doll glass that features um, what's her name? It's like Tear or something like that. The the mermaid girl in Atoka doll. And then I also got a, I don't know if it's specifically a card carrying case, but they, they showed a card in it at one point, but it's like a little like kind of bubble case and it has Nyandora on there. And, uh, I think they showed like a doll and a card in there or something like that. But I figured that might be a nice place to like store some cards. And I also got a card holder as well. Um, that features, uh, what's her name? It's the, 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 uh, like dark nemesis version of, um, what is her name? Oh my gosh. The Ami? Ami? Is that her name? The pink girl? I. I. It's like the, the, the Kudo I, I think her name is. That sounds right. Get my Atoka lore mixed up probably, but I think that's what it was. So um, I, I, I spent time doing that. Spent more money than I should. I need... The wallet needs to close. There needs to be a shutting of the wallet right now. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We, we had a little bit of a Wii game spending spree um my 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 debts become became due with being not my debts but i ordered stuff a lot of stuff over the course of like five months and then eventually i had to like go like okay how we how are we actually going to get this to me <laughs> and then like the shipping cost of all that stuff and then i bought this atoka doll stuff and then i also bought first kiss story manga and a blue breaker windows 95 disc and and a good chunk of those are using a proxy service so it's not going to be cheap so anyways, life moves on. I've made the decisions. I cannot turn back. Unless I just abandon them at those those proxy services, I cannot turn back. So so we have made our, our life decisions here. But, you know, just close it up. Wrap that wallet up. Let's talk about news this week. Uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase happened. Um, you know, I, don't, I typically don't cover these because I, I, I just... I don't really have a lot to say about a lot of indie games usually... I'm sure most of them are great and everything. I think there's definitely a... I think a lot of the times, a lot of indie games can kind of look very samey, but on, on the actual, like, mechanical side, I'm sure they, they have their own unique ideas and, and are different. But 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 I feel like they a lot of them could follow a lot of similar trends and things like that. So I, so a lot of times I look at them and I'm just like, yeah, this, this looks like a video game I could play if I really wanted to, but nothing really jumps out at me. Unless you're a Chia girl, that jumps out at me. Basically, if, you have, if you're making a Dojin game, I'm, I'm on board, <laughs> but, um, anyways, but, but there's weird, it was weird because they had titles that I, I think were published by larger developer or, or larger publishers. Like, uh, they had the house of the dead remake, which if you don't remember, this was announced, I think last year and it's coming from, I believe the Panzer Dragoon remake developers. And it's just kind of weird that this is like at the indie world showcase. I mean, I guess maybe the developer is a smaller developer, but you know, Sega is publishing it as far as I'm aware. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's a remake of the original House of the Dead, a game that you really don't see very often. I think there's a Saturn version and an arcade version, and that's pretty much it. Um, so that's kind of exciting to some degree, I think, because, oh my god, there's so many versions of House of the Dead 2 and 3 out there, right? Um, and then there are still versions of House of the Dead 4, and is there a House of the Dead 5? I think there is a House of the Dead 5, but I don't know if there's a console version. House of the Dead 4, I'm pretty sure, had like a PlayStation 3 release with PlayStation Move support. Does that sound right? Maybe. Anyways, House of the Dead 1, not super accessible. Um, you know, this is a remake and not a remaster. So if you want that original House of the Dead style, it's it's not quite that. 
Um, it looks more like one of the modern games, but, but you know, in the setting of that original game. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but at the same time, I have plenty of other House of the Dead games that I could check out if I really want to, like Overkill. Although, I think Overkill might be one of those more expensive Wii games at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited that it's coming out and I'm, I'm excited that they're doing it. I think, I think the switch is the version that they've announced so far. I don't know if they've announced other platforms, but I'm pretty sure on PC, there is some company who's making uh, light guns for PC. And I believe they confirmed that they would have support for house of the dead on that light gun thing. And I'd have to go and pull up the article, but I believe that's something we talked about on this podcast in the past. Um, so it seems like you could probably get it off a Nintendo platform at some point. The other thing was, uh, Getsu Fuma Den, uh, Undying Moon. I don't know anything about the, um, I forget what game this is based off. It's based off like some NES game or Famicom game, rather. I don't think it got localized at all. Um, it looks very castlevania in some ways to me, but maybe that's just knowing the fact that it's from Konami, right? Um, but this game in particular, um, is from Konami and I, it was a little weird. I mean, I guess I get, I kind of get it, but I saw some people being like Konami's back in the video game publishing business. And it's like, no, Konami makes, you know, Konami's been putting out stuff, dude. <laughs> like, like, I realize it's not high profile, but they're, they're around. They're just not doing it very often. Um, so I, I don't know what was up with that kind of thing. Maybe it's just the fact that it was like a high pro higher profile thing that like, it was like put in front of people and that, and I don't know how many people associate Bomberman with Hudson soft or with, uh, with Konami, if they still, you know, associate with Hudson soft. So I'm, I'm not sure what was up with that, but anyways, uh, it looks cool. I heard it was like a roguelike and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. If I have played a roguelike before, I don't know if I've realized I've played a roguelike before is Crimson Tears a roguelike. I don't know. Anyways, um, I have no real affinity to the term roguelike because I don't really, honestly, I don't know if I could really define it beyond the fact that I think you just start over and sometimes you keep your gear and depending on the game, sometimes you don't. It's like roguelike versus roguelike. I am not a person to answer this question, <laughs> um, um, but it's got a nice aesthetic to it. It looks very like, um, in some ways it kind of looks Okami-ish, but it looks like it's a lot more intensely into that like ink brush style, um, probably because it's like a more of a 2D game. So they probably have a lot more freedom to to layer on a lot of density in its detail versus something like uh, Okami, which is, you know, a 3D world running on like PS2 hardware, right? Um, but it looks nice. It looks good. And, and honestly... You know, in a, in a vacuum, I would definitely check it out for sure. I would probably pick that up over like House of the Dead remake, if if anything. Um, I think they said it's kind of come to Switch, but later. But it's coming out on PC as an early access title. So if you want to get it as early access, you can. That reminds me, there's that um, Deedlet in Wonder World or whatever. I bought that in early access, and I have not played the final game for that. I should do that at some point. I should look up how long it takes to beat. Because if it's short, it might be worth sitting down to just, like, to sit through or something. So, yeah. Um, not part of the Nintendo indie stuff, thankfully. <laughs> I say thankfully, but, I mean, it, only because it's it's a big publisher. But those last two things were big publishers as well. Um, there was a rumor out there that uh, there is a Sonic Colors remaster. Or maybe not even so much a rumor as much as, like, a, a somewhat of a leak kind of thing. Um, I believe there's like a ger German voice actor studio who basically um, like had a script that they had kind of made publicly available on accident uh, or like as as basically uh, uh, like 
profile or portfolio item that you could could view and it was for the german uh, version of the voice acting not that it necessarily means that there's going to be re-recorded voice acting to what i was reading my understanding is that that game does not have german voice acting in the the wii version and that they um likely if it is going to be like a straight straight port of uh, sonic colors or straight remaster um likely they're just adding german in because apparently sonic games since have have added german in as, as a standard thing so anyways that was kind of interesting there's also like a french retailer listing for it i think it was maybe called like sonic colors ultimate if i recall correctly i did not write it down but um basically they had a listing for the game that was since removed so yeah i mean i'm interested in it and i i don't think i'll pick it up because i do have sonic colors on the wii but i think what would get me to be more interested is if they include the ds game in there i'm really as time has gone on i've become more and more interested in when people do remasters and re-releases, bundling in kind of everything, um, and that includes the various versions of a game, it's kind of what sounds like it's really cool about that Blizzard arcade collection thing. Like It sounds like they just kind of are very uh, meticulous in giving you every version of that game, and then also giving you like com- combined versions of those games that take the best elements of each port and then puts them all under one game. And I think that's really cool and like a really smart way to do that. Um, I probably should buy that collection just because that's like... 100% what I want people to do, but at the same time, I'm not really interested in Blizzard stuff, so so it's like, well, I'll never play these games, so I probably shouldn't buy them, but I, I think that's really cool when they do that. So I hope they do that with Sonic Colors, where they include the, include the DS game with it, but I'm going to take a strong guess it's just going to be the Wii game. Uh, that being said, Sonic Colors is a great game. Um, it is my favorite Sonic game, I think. I don't think I regret that statement. Maybe in the future I'll regret that statement. Maybe I'll play Sonic and the Black Knight and be like, man, what was I talking about? But Sonic Colors is really solid, and and I, I hope that people get to, uh, you know, spend some time with it. I actually got it fairly cheap, I think, not too long ago. I think it was like 15 bucks, 10, 15 bucks. So I don't think it's one of those more expensive Sonic games at this point, um, but I'm sure it will eventually get there. Sonic is one of those properties that I think just kind of maintains its value over the years but honestly i haven't checked into the pricing very much in in recent years so maybe it's maybe it's not maybe i'm just thinking of games like pokemon and stuff (laughs) but sonic feels big enough that that would be the case right um i guess i got sonic at least for three dollars i don't know don't listen to me about anything sonic related i like sonic games but i don't know anything about anything um and yeah sonic colors um, this, this is not really a news story, but I thought I'd bring it up since I mentioned playing God Eater 3 earlier. Shift basically said, hey guys, we're working on a new action RPG. And guess what? It's a game in a post-apocalyptic world focused on gorgeous, handsome characters and the stories they have. And it's like, well, that is every single Shift game made, basically. So, so uh, that doesn't really give us any information. Um, but, you know, Shift. You, Shift is a good company that makes pretty solid video games. I think everybody's in agreement that their games are, you know, maybe like solid B games usually. Like, like they're never amazing, but they've got a lot of charm to them, a lot of spirit, good story, good characters, I feel like. Um, you know, very anime with God Eater um, specifically. Um, I, I do think like Freedom Wars conceptually has some really cool ideas going on, but unfortunately... I think the execution's a little weak in some in some ways, but that that is still a great game. If you if you have not played Freedom Wars and you like that kind of Monster Hunter style game, definitely check it out. It's not the most polished thing you're gonna play, but it's it's got a lot of really solid ideas and and is definitely worth a playthrough. Um, if you want something that's like more polished, I think Tokyo Two is the game I always kind of point to. 
I, I don't really point at Monster Hunter right now, but the fact of the matter is, is that I have not played on Monster Hunter since Monster Hunter Try, and I've only played Monster Hunter Try. Um, and I feel like Monster Hunter Try was not a game that I would really recommend to everybody at the time. Um, although a friend of mine said Rise was, was pretty solid. So I don't know. I, I've had some people in the multiplayer group mention wanting to play Rise, but they only want to play it when it comes to PC. But the fact of the matter is I have Monster Hunter World sitting behind me and it's just like, I've, when am I ever going to play this? I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe if a multiplayer group forces me to play it, but I would rather play Tokiden Kiwami or Soul Sacrifice Delta. Although thinking about it, I don't know how much Soul Sacrifice Delta costs nowadays. I've basically heard that a lot of the Vita game prices have shot up at this point, and I don't think Soul Sacrifice Delta was ever particularly cheap, um, as of an import at least. I remember it being like kind of maintaining its value around 30, 40 bucks for a used copy. So I'd imagine it's only worse. And uh, now you can't buy the game digitally, or you won't be able to buy the game digitally. Um, so, you know, sounds like maybe I won't be officially getting a copy of that game, even if I play it at some point. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, and then also the Balan Wonderworld demo was delisted, um, which I can, I can understand for, for a variety of reasons. There, there's two two things about this. There's the very pessimistic side of, oh God, they want to cover up the fact that this game is so bad um, that, that and everything. And I don't know if I really agree with that, but I understand where people come to that sentiment. It probably does not help screen except people can play that, play that demo and be like, Oh man, this is a, you know, hot trash fire. I, I always said, like, this is something I had to put in the, the comments of the Battle and wonder world video all the time. It's just like, I don't feel like the demo does a great job of representing what the core concepts of that game really do. And that's not, that's not the fault of people who played it. That's the fault of the demo itself. Just like limiting you mostly to the first world and then not really letting you explore the other worlds unless you really go out of your way to do so. And, but in my opinion, that's kind of where the fun of Valen Wonder World is, you know, taking costumes from other worlds and then bringing them to like the world you're in and then using those to solve puzzles. And the demo doesn't really demonstrate that unless you really go to chapter six or whatever, do the first stage and then bring you back to chapter one or something along those lines. So um, it definitely, it definitely, you could take that approach to it. Uh, the other thing about this is that the Balan Wonder World uh, release had a patch that was done and, you know, adjusted the game's controls. So it was not particularly accurate to the final game, at least in terms of how the characters move and feel. So I definitely could see removing it for that regard because they had to, you know, do some updating to that. Uh, but, you know, at that point, they could have, if they really wanted to, patch the demo as well. But I imagine that probably wouldn't be worth the, the price. Either way, it will not be around anymore. So you'll just have to take the word of everybody on YouTube who is very angry about that video game. And then the couple of people on YouTube who are like, yeah, this game's not great, but it's okay. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I had fun with it. So that video has gotten like close to 2,000 views. So that definitely paid off, um, you know, trying to rush out my opinion on that game. Uh, which was kind of nice. Uh, I might try to do something similar with Nier, but I haven't really gotten plans for that yet. I talked about it last week, I think, a little bit. But I haven't really figured that out yet. But I'll probably go pick up Nier on Friday and just sit down and play it. I don't know if I'll play through all of it, but I will play through at least a chunk of it, probably. So we shall see. Anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website. Uh, like I mentioned, the Mega Pseudo 2096 video is going to go up on Saturday this week. So if you want to check that out, that will be there. I'm debating re-reviewing Mega Pseudo 2096. The problem being is that I'm really going to play through all that game again to uh, kind of give a proper set of impressions on them. 
Uh, it would be good because there are no reviews of Mega Studio 2096 out there, at least video reviews on YouTube. Um, so I don't know, but I, I kind of don't want to go back to it. Like I kind of just want to move on. I I've been stuck on most of my games for basically the first four months of this year, which has kind of sucked. Honestly, I, I don't feel great about my gaming, uh, time this year, which probably means I need to just drop some of these and just move on to something else for now. And then we'll revisit Indiana Jones and happy dance collection when it makes more sense, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, and then otherwise though, like I said, I'm going to try to work on maybe doing a near video and seeing if that is something that is, uh, realistic to do. And I can put together in a reasonable time frame to get within the launch window of that. And then after that, I think we'll probably look into maybe doing some PCFX stuff. Um, I have some stuff in mind that I kind of want to put together and, and create kind of a, um, English friendly guide to PCFX in some ways. So that's something that I really want to sit down and, and explore, um, whether that be something I can do solely on my own initially, and then maybe bring in people later, um, or, or, you know, work with people initially as well. So, so, you know, it's probably going to be a lot of writing by the, you know, the, the, you know, figuring out as we go, basically, you know, so that'll probably be most of things going on. Uh, in terms of stream stuff, we have probably finishing quest 64 this week. Last week's stream had to end early because my network was awful. My down was fine, but my up was like 0.10 megabytes or something like that. It was just like, what in the world? So I could not finish streaming. I contacted my ISP and they're like, Hey, it's our bad. Sorry. And so hopefully we'll, hopefully that means that won't happen again next week. Uh, but I think we probably are getting close enough that I might be able to finish it in the next week's stream, but we'll see. I really would like to finish it in one more stream. Uh, and then we'll move on from there. Um, otherwise, though, um, yeah, onecontrolport.com is the website. Uh, if you want to check out anything there, you can. <laughs> I don't know what kind of statement that is. Uh, but, you know, got podcast articles, videos, things like that. And then obviously you can like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and then also set notifications if you'd like to for the new video that's going up. Um, if you want to check that out. But yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great week. Bye.